This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. And we're going to throw to a conversation that we've had with Leanne Barda because we want to let you in on all the different Halloween excitement things that she's got planned for us. Hi, my name is Leanne Barda, and I'm here to teach you all about independent living skills. Please join me on Kelly and Ramya. It's that time of year where we're bringing up the spooky stuff, Leanne. We have a couple more weeks until Halloween, and so you're here to tell us how to make sure that our Halloween experiences for ourselves, for our kids, for our neighbors and trick-or-treaters can be made uh, accessible and inclusive and still be kept very, very fun. Exactly. So Halloween already in itself is very multi-sensory. So we have the sights, we have the sounds, the smells. Spooky okay. music, so right. many different things that we can incorporate to make it so much more accessible for um, our children with sight loss and for the adults who are participating as well. And uh, one of the big things about Halloween, obviously, is uh, number one on to, that comes to mind is uh, pumpkin carving. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for anyone who you know has attempted to do this, you know, with those little flimsy tools they send you or um, the ones you can get at uh, the store, they're not the greatest. So you have to find ways of doing it to make it a little bit easier. So one of the things that I found lately is using an ice cream scoop to get the inside parts of the pumpkin. And then that way it thins the walls a little bit and it makes it easier to carve uh, in the end. Um, For people who are not so, you know, sure about using knives and little saws and all these other fun things, Again, you know, by thinning out the walls, we can use cookie cutters in different shapes and a rubber mallet to sort of punch out the shapes. And you know, oh, that's get... fun! I think that's yeah. just great because safety is the big thing that we, you know, we'd get into with it as a kid. I remember that was the first time I really picked up a sharp knife was to, to carve a pumpkin, and it's such a great experience. But it could go south very quickly, especially with the you know the giant uh, carving knives and different things. Yeah, so, man! Oh, this is yeah. great. Yeah, so something's another alternative to cutting it at all is to using things like, um, you know, painting it with acrylic paint, letting it dry, then adding uh, stencils and, you know, painting within the stencil. Or even uh, now there's tons of different uh, decorative stickers. And so with eyeballs and snakes and spiders and all these fun things. And even uh, right down to, you know, if we remember Mr. Potato Head, um, you can add pieces like that now. Um, one of the more recent tricks that I figured out is that if instead of trying to cut around the stem and trying to make that um, stem go back in, which is, you know, a task into itself, is to uh, uh, cut out the bottom. How does it come off so easily and you can't necessarily figure out how to put it back on? I don't know. I always thought of it as a great handle. Yeah. Pull it off <laughs> yeah. from here. Let's go. Yeah. No, it never goes back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Instead of dealing with the top, you're going to flip the pumpkin and you're going to cut out the bottom. And that way, um, you can access it a lot more easily and your stem stays looking really nice. And um, it makes it easier to put in a light source, whether you're going to use an electric candle or a, a little tea light. So, so much simpler to deal with. And then you don't have to worry about shoving your hand inside the pumpkin and, you know, trying to burn yourself lighting the mm. candle, all those fun things. Um other options would be to use things like fabric paint uh, to sort of outline shapes, let it dry, and then you can add more tactile elements to it, like uh, gauze bandages for a mummy. You can glue on uh, googly eyes. 
So like yesterday, um, I went to Michael's and they had these really cool um, googly eyes that look like uh, dragon eyes. So they were like purple and green and they look super cool. So even just adding those kinds of elements, you know, your pumpkin could still be quite outstanding. This is awesome. I love that there's so much more you can do with pumpkins than just carving, and which is traditional. Um, and there's alternates to that, alternatives to that, nonetheless. But there are lots more fun you can have with pumpkins, including roasting pumpkin seeds. But what about some other family fun uh, activities yeah. and options during Halloween? Yeah. So um, you know, the newest trend, obviously, is uh, slime. Yeah. And so Halloween slime, you can do tons of things. You could add scent to it. You can add little plastic bugs and spiders and little plastic rats and eyeballs. So many different things for for the kids to discover and to find. And uh, you know, this brings up all those early ILS skills with you know using our tray and our measuring and all these other fun things. So it's a fun way to kind of sneak in some some independent living skills um, early on. Um, that's good. The next thing, you know, that's, again, becoming uh, and still popular are the sensory trays. So you can put mm -hmm. things like flour and cinnamon and nutmeg and cinnamon sticks. You can put little mini pumpkins and gourds. Um, you can have scoops and shovels available. Again, like all these really great things you can do to have the kids explore. I like that. Yeah, uh, I love the sense too in there. It's just such like a, a recipe great for problem. your nose. I was going to say it's oh, also yeah. a problem. I'd get hungry. <laughs> I know. Yep. 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 It's and again, true. you could do uh, make your own Play-Doh. Same thing with fun fall colors and you can hide things in the Play-Doh. So many different ways you can go with it. Um, now, if you want to get eco-friendly with your pumpkin. So once it's done, um, you can actually use it like a planter and then you can put it outside and you can put uh, different things like herbs and, and um, little uh, little fun flowers that will, you know, maybe do better in late fall. So, you know, lots of different options. Oh, great. And really good use of it because we're always saying, what are we going to do with this thing? We can't leave it around. Um, what else on the side of kind of spooky little things that we might be able to do and play yeah. around with that are kind of neat and easy to do? Yeah, so an easy one would be cotton ball ghosts. So taking some cardstock, cutting out some uh, ghost shapes, and then have the kids pull apart the cotton balls and then glue them down to the cardboard. And then you can put some googly eyes if you want to put some puff paint to make scars and you know other fun stuff, you can do that. Or you could do um, something with paper towel rolls. Uh, you can put some gauze and make it look like a mummy. And again, you can put your eyes and maybe you can get some fake little chains. So it looks like, uh, you know, like it was a prisoner or, or just something super spooky. Um, yeah. One thing I've seen lately are these, um, uh, tactile tic-tac-toe felt uh, boards. Right. And yep, yep. they have they have Velcro already on them, so you can get them, you know, with, in a pumpkin shape. And then you can, if the board itself isn't outlined enough, you, again, this is where your fabric paint could come into play. And then you can add things like, you know, somebody's going to be the X's, so ghosts, and somebody could be spiders or, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, black cats. So many different ways. Yeah. I really like this because, as you said earlier, it is already Halloween, one of those more tactile, because I remember creating things like this, including the tactile when, when I was in kindergarten, grade one. Mm -hmm, totally. 
Also, and just being able to take tabletop games or other things that you already do as families and then just make them Halloween-themed, right? It seems mm -hmm. like a very uh, oh, easy yeah. way to implement Halloween fun into what you already do. Familiar. You, mm -hmm. and it's great for any any time like Halloween or Christmas or any yeah. of the days, really, you could do it. Yep. Yep. So many choices. And now... One of the newer, like one of the fun things you can do now, we're going to get into a little bit of tasting. So um, cutting up apples and slices and putting them on a lollipop stick and then dip them in things like caramel sauce or chocolate sauce. Delicious. And then, have, and then having uh, sprinkles available, mini M&Ms, mini chocolate chips, uh, Halloween themed gummies, so many different things. Um, or making a pan of brownies and then and once it's cool, you know, you can get like a cool, fun purple icing and then put uh, Halloween sprinkles and eyeball candy eyeballs. So many different ways you can go mm. with it. Yeah, we used to do that with Rice Krispie Treats. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, true. Classic. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Uh, you know, making your own Halloween uh, bag. So you can pick up a, a blank cloth bag from any craft store uh, you can get really fun fabric paint, like glow in the dark or sparkly. Um, you know, maybe if you see certain colors better than others, you know, you can make that. And then to uh, make a template, you can use things like wiki sticks, which are like um, a wax uh, string that can be removed. And then you can make different patterns and it could be really neat. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Um, one of the favorite parts, of course, is going trick-or-treating. What should we keep in mind going out that night? Right. So you want to make sure that you're highly visible when you're going out trick-or-treating. You want to add a glow stick around your cane or around your neck uh, for or having things that are reflectors. So if you want to get like an armband that's reflective, just something that drivers will be able to see you. Um, you maybe want to consider a costume that's a little bit more brightly colored. Or if you have uh, you know depth perception or field loss, maybe not wearing a mask. So maybe wearing um, makeup instead. Um, you know, there's tons of different cool makeup options now with all the FX makeup that's out there. So you, yes. you can make scars and, you know, all kinds of neat stuff. So um, that's another way of going around it. Now, one of the things that's come out recently is that you should avoid using those colored contacts. Anything mm -hmm. in the eyes or the eye area, like fake eyelashes, because it could irritate and cause uh, some damage to the eye. So we want to really limit anything in, in that kind of uh realm yeah and there's so much more to consider uh, as well leanne right like people coming to uh, down their mm -hmm. stairs if you have stairs or inaccessible pathways during trick-or-treating night you come down to yep. the porch or put down a basket of your candies for people who aren't able to come up to you um having well-lit driveways and things like that but we just have a couple yes. minutes left so do you want to talk about some healthy alternatives to trick-or-treating yes so as you guys know, I really love being in the kitchen. So some things you can do is you can get, um, you can make pizza fingers. So once your pizza is ready, you can cut it in half and then in finger-like strips, and you can add triangular um, pieces of red pepper to make it look like fingernails, um, a veggie tray with dip or hummus at, in a hollowed out mini pumpkin to dip from, and then another really fun thing you could do is uh, something called, um, salty bones so you just take some refrigerated uh, bread dough sticks <laughs> and, and split them on the ends to look like bones and then you kind of you can bake and serve you can put some cheese on it if you if you really enjoy that and then you can have a bowl of tomato soup so you can have bones and blood soup <laughs> i love it beautiful i do too any final words Liam, before we roll out 
you know, just make sure, number one, that, that you're safe when you go out, you know, no long costumes, that you have really good footwear, that maybe, you know, uh, you could practice the route before you go out so you're a little bit more familiar so that when it's dark and maybe a little bit cloudy that you can still manage while you're out there. Yes, absolutely. And we know that there are a lot more resources as well, right? There's this conversation, but also you can go online and just type in like accessible, inclusive Halloween activities or how to make accessible uh, Halloween accessible in your neighborhood. And there are articles out there. They've been floating around lately um, and around yeah. this time of year for the last several years, Leanne. So it's a bigger absolutely. conversation. For sure. Absolutely. And, and, and include everybody. Yeah. Have fun. Be open-minded yeah. to different things. Yeah. And be yeah. safe most of all. Yeah. Just know that Halloween's not the same for everybody, right? So, like, even something exactly. as traditional and as well-known as trick-or-treating is such a different experience depending on uh, how you experience it. Leanne, thank you. Exactly. Yeah, well, I hope you, hope you guys have a happy Halloween, and I'll see you in November. Sounds good. Leanne Barda joins us for Independent Living Chats on the third Monday of every month right here on... Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Leon Ramya.